morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Inside the Writer's Studio, the podcast where we talk with writers about their lives, their craft, their business, and their latest work. I'm your host, Charlie Lovett, and the podcast is sponsored by Bookmarks. Bookmarks is a literary nonprofit that runs the largest annual book festival in the Carolinas and operates a community gathering place and nonprofit independent bookstore in downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Today we bring you a special edition of Inside the Writer's Studio, a preview of this year's 14th annual Bookmarks Festival of Books and Authors to be held in downtown Winston-Salem, September 6th through 9th. My guests today are Ginger Hendricks, Executive Director of Bookmarks, and Jamie Rogers-Southern, our Operations Manager. Ginger, Jamie, welcome to Inside the Writer's Studio. Thank you. <laughs> Ginger, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about what Bookmarks is, its mission, its goals. Absolutely. I'm just it's a wonderful organization that I've been privy along with Jamie to help grow and to help learn and to help make a into um, not only this amazing festival, but also these wonderful initiatives that we have put into place. So we have not only um, a variety of authors that are coming into Bookmarks and into Winston-Salem and Forsyth County, but we also are lucky enough to have them coming into schools. So we have a great Authors in Schools initiative. We also have a really wonderful summer reading program that we now opened up to any student who is pre-K through 12th grade who wants to participate across the country and so that's been really fun to see that grow and 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 also help our younger readers get ready for our festival by reading authors like Dave Pilkey or Kelly Barnhill that are coming for our festival coming soon and then we also have about 20 events a month that we have right here at Bookmark so we are quite busy staff doing everything from book clubs to reading and writing groups to we even have a wonderful teen advisory council different types of, of author events and even write-ins where we encourage writers to come in and, and, and spend their time here and in a quiet spot and uh, be able to write their next, hopefully their next new novel. <laughs> <laughs> so Bookmarks has obviously grown quite a bit since you came on board. I remember when I joined the board of Bookmarks, uh, we had two part-time employees working out of I think your basement, uh, <laughs> we were talking about, wouldn't it be cool if we could get to the point where we could have a tiny little office? How has the organization changed in the years since you've come on board as executive director? Well, I think just a little bit of history. So Bookmarks began thanks to the Junior League of Winston-Salem. And the way it was started, it was really for this festival, which is incredibly important part of what we do each year. So that started in 2004. This year in 2018, we're getting ready to celebrate our 14th festival. And so it has grown quite a bit. Um, it was totally volunteer-led until 2010 when I was hired part-time as the executive director. And over that time, we've been lucky enough to, to have Jamie join us in the operations director role. Really, it was just the two of us, and we had a part-time person for a long time, but we're now at the point where we have four full-time staff. We have anywhere from 12 to 15 part-time staff, depending on, um, you know, our needs at that time of the year. And it's really been amazing to see us grow and, and just our outreach grow. We, we were at a point where we were with our festival reaching about 6,000, 7,500 people um, in a festival weekend. And now with it being four days, we're at the point where we reach well over 20,000 over the course of four days. So it was just over a year ago, it's hard to believe this, that we celebrated the opening of this new space in downtown Winston-Salem. It includes offices where we're sitting right now. Uh, there's a conference room, which is now filled up with books and programs ready for the festival coming up soon. 
and a nonprofit independent bookstore, which has a great space for author events, for children's story time, and some of these other events that you've been talking about. What's the first year been like? That's, that's been a very different kind of space than anything we've been in before. What, what's it been like here? Well, I think that we I give so much credit to Jamie because she was able to come in and really see what this space could be and become because of her background with working with independent bookstores. So I knew that there would be a lot of things that would need to be done that I wouldn't have the expertise on. So she's been amazing. Bessie for Bus, our bookstore manager, has also been amazing because they were able to really spend the time that we needed to curate the collection, which I always think is so important for folks to know that each book is chosen. It's not not like we just say, oh, send us the top 25 bestsellers. It's it's just not like that. The Jamie and Beth and now Caleb, um, our uh, assistant manager, is also helping with that so much. So it has been crazy in many <laughs> wonderful ways. Um, it's uh, We've increased our outreach. We were reaching about 25,000 people in 2016. Last year it was 40,000. By the end of 2018, I imagine it'll be about 55,000. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. It's wonderful seeing our Authors in Schools program grow so much. So now an author is able to come in not only for um, an, an event that's open to the public, but then to visit two or three schools. And that's something that Jamie's really cultivated and that I've really loved seeing. And then we've just gotten great support, not only here in our community, but also, you know, we're now reaching 20 states, 60 North Carolina counties are coming out for our festival. So seeing that kind of support has been quite phenomenal. I think one of the things that really struck me about this new space as an author is that most bookstores that I go to visit are designed to to sell books and then as sort of a secondary consideration, oh, we might have an author event once in a while, we'll stick you back here in the corner. But this space was designed very much with the idea of living out the mission of bringing authors and, and readers together. Mm-hmm. And so there's this marvelous way that you're able to put on events for up to about 75 people or next door even to for a couple hundred people. Tell, tell us about how that works. Well, we were really lucky that we had a great architect, Glenn Falk, who had a vision, and he really did. And he worked with Jamie and with me and with Beth to kind of think through that vision. And we had a great contracting team, LMI Builders, who came in and helped make that vision come to life. So what we one of the things we knew from the beginning that we really wanted to do was put wheels or casters on all of the fiction sections so we could move the, um, the book cases out of the way so we could seat 20 or 25 people if we're having maybe a debut author we could also seat up to 75 and then with thanks to a really wonderful partnership with foothills brewing um we have they've created this wonderful event space that's right next to us and so that can we just recently had david sedaris and we fit about 260 people there and it was just it was perfect and so then of course on top of that we have the cafe that's right next to us that is just a wonderful amenity for our visitors and unfortunately for our staff as well (laughs) Um, with wonderful coffee drinks and and then of course uh, after five drinks as well so it's been it's been a really great collaboration to have kind of three different spots this you know not only our space and and of course our kids area that can hold as well another 50 to 60 people um, with these great bleachers but also footnote as well yeah I just love the way the space is thought out to it, it it's a great bookstore but it's thought out to live out the mission of bookmarks which is a lot more than just having a bookstore uh, what Absolutely. have been some of your favorite events that we've had in the space in in the first year i'll let jamie start with that okay. she's the one who's been so carefully planning them i think 
obviously our our first big event that we posted in the store was John Grisham, yeah. who um, came back to Winston Salem, uh, not because I twisted it in his arm. I'm going to maintain <laughs> that he came back willingly and wasn't forced. Um, but he he could not have been nicer to us through the years and um, has has become a good friend to bookmarks and of course Charlie and I were featured on his podcast um, that was so much fun yeah. to talk to him about um, his books and and your books Charlie and um, kind of the the mission and vision of bookmarks too so um, that was just an excellent way. We really hit the ground running <laughs> with, <laughs> with that John Grisham event. Um, but I, I think um, what I've also really enjoyed seeing um, is the smaller events. One area that we knew and have named we, we need to grow is the um, teen engagement and involvement. And that's been something we really haven't been able to do before having the store. Mm -hmm. So having the bookstore and having a space of our own has allowed us to host some smaller um, authors in a safe space um, that has really helped us grow that specific outreach. We just had a teen event last night with Scott Rankin, um, a, a YA fantasy author, and... You know, to have 30 kids come out for that has, has been, you know, really exciting for us to see. So, so being able to have the space to host some smaller events that really touch certain pockets of the community we haven't been able to reach before has been exciting to see for me. I think some of the story time events that I've had the chance to, to be the storyteller sometimes. And, you know, I was here for the first story time event. We must have had 100 kids. Mm -hmm. And I've also done it when we had two kids. And it's just <laughs> great to know that kids know that they can come in on a Wednesday morning or a Saturday morning and hear a grown-up read a story. And, and I know the social justice story times have been really well attended yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, story times have been really cool to see. Um, that has, has been a lot of fun. And, and one of the things we like to do with Bookmarks is to work with all of our amazing community organizations and towns. So we've been able to really um, work with some of those groups to bring in um, their nonprofit to talk to families and kids about um, autism awareness or um, different challenges people um, in our community face every day with racism or um, different kinds of stereotypes. And um, it, that has been really eye opening for a lot of kids. And a lot of families, so we've been really, really excited about that specific area of story time. So, Jamie, you are one of the prime drivers behind planning the festival. Uh, <laughs> what What's planning a book festival, before we get into the details of who's coming, what's it like to plan a book festival? What, what's the process like? <laughs> Most of the time, uh, Ginger and I look at each other and want to scream or say, wait, did you remember this? Did I forget to do this? One year we forgot trash cans. Um, <laughs> so there, there's always something that we look to improve, I think, every year. But I think by now, having done eight festivals together, maybe, mm -hmm. this is our eighth, um, we can pretty much know the major things and then if some small things slip through the cracks then that's okay um, but it, it takes a lot of organization it takes a lot of um, 
different logistics and things that we've learned through the years that, that you need to make everything go smoother. And of course, it takes a team of amazing volunteers, mm-hmm. which we mm-hmm. are so, so lucky to have. Um, you know, from the very first year, we have people who've been with us all 14 festivals, and um, they really help make it go. We kind of wind it up and let it go, and, and yeah. these people <laughs> help make it actually happen. So um, that has just, I think, been the magic that holds the festival together. I think the amazing thing about uh, planning a festival like this is on the one hand, you have this major logistical event where you need things like trash cans and (laughs) access to food and restrooms and everything else. But you're also, uh, with your other hand, juggling your interaction with the literary community and publishers and publicists and authors. And uh, Tell us a little bit about your background and how your experience in the world of books prepared you for what you do here at Bookmarks. I don't know that I'm still prepared for it, but I um, have always been a reader and uh, came to the world of independent book selling very young. My uncle used to take me to this great independent bookstore in Birmingham, Alabama, where I'm from, called the Alabama Booksmith. And as soon as I graduated high school and was going to start college, I begged the owner for a job and stayed there a little over five and a half years and learning more about the book industry, learning more about books in general and um, really expanding my horizons as far as that goes. So from there, really got introduced to the wider world of the um, book industry and um moved to New York to work for the American Booksellers Association, Mm -hmm. which is the National Trade Association for Independent Bookstores. And that was really incredible experience. Um, Not just the amazing people I got to work with, but the fabulous independent bookstores that I got to see all over the country, um, all of the different booksellers I got to work with at um, the different conferences that we did, national conferences. where we provided education and awareness and um, really uh, got me into the um, community of book selling mm-hmm. and, and really mm-hmm. attached to that. So um, moved to Winston-Salem in 2009 and um, my husband said, oh, you should really start volunteering with this great organization called Bookmarks. They have a book festival. You'd love it. Uh, so that's how I kind of got involved with bookmarks and never left. (laughs) Thank goodness. I have to to tell our listeners that when I go down to Alabama Booksmith to do a book signing, I am a celebrity there because I know Jamie. I mean, that's like, you know, uh, Jake is always like, how's Jamie doing? How's Jamie doing? (laughs) So we've got a great lineup of events for the festival. Just to begin, give us just sort of a quick overview of the weekend. The main festival is on Saturday, but it's actually four days of events. Yes, and I don't know how... We decided to expand so much, um, or why anyone agreed to that suggestion. <laughs> okay, can we say it's because John Grisham agreed it to is, come? Yes, he he decided to come and do a wonderful um, fundraiser for us when we got the idea yeah. to <laughs> to create this new home. Yes. So that's yes. when I think that's when it, <laughs> that's when it exploded. exploded. <laughs> <laughs> but we... Um, started with just the festival on Saturday. We expanded to doing school visits on Friday, which of course, why not? We have all these amazing authors in town. 
why not give our schools the opportunity to have these visits for at no cost to them um, when otherwise it would be thousands upon thousands of dollars to get them here otherwise. So that has been a great um, addition to the festival weekend for our Friday. We have some other free and ticketed events occasionally um, on that Friday as well. We started adding a Thursday night keynote with James Patterson a few years ago. Um, for an event that is a little bit bigger than the venues that the festival can hold. So mm -hmm. those are really great fundraisers um, for the organization, um, and, and that has been a fun addition. So this year's festival is a little bit different. We have a free keynote event Thursday night that mm -hmm. we're doing in partnership with Salem College. Um, we're really excited about being able to work with them this year on selecting their freshman one read. Oh, nice. So that author is Zinzi Clemens. Um, her debut novel, What We Lose, has received a multitude of awards um, and recognition throughout the, the literary community. And she is um, coming for Thursday night. She's going to do some classes and workshops with the kids on Thursday, which is going to be really exciting for, for Salem students. And then, um, you know, what's usually a ticketed keynote, we decided to make it a little bit more accessible to the community and have a free um, open to the public keynote where she'll highlight um, the, the freshmen and the students in the college mm -hmm. and, and how her book relates to what they might be going through in their lives, but give our, our attendees to the festival a chance to see her as well. So we're excited about, about that for Thursday. Um, and then Friday night is actually going to be our big keynote yep. this year. Um, usually it's on Thursday or Sunday or sometimes both. Um, but Friday night was the day that worked out, so that's what, that's what we're going with. And um, we're excited after three years or more of trying to get Dave Pilkey. Um, we are absolutely thrilled to have him as our first ever kids keynote. Mm. So let's talk about Dave Pilkey for a minute. He is, for those of you who don't know, uh, and if you don't have a young child, you may not know about his books. He's the author of a couple of series, one called Captain Underpants, one called Dogman. He's, as you said, he's doing our Friday night children's keynote, which is, which is a new event for us. Why are kids, I, I've talked to kids about Dave and they're so excited to see him. What is it about his books that makes kids so looking forward to seeing him at that keynote event? You know, the first time I heard about Captain Underpants, I thought it was so silly. But learning more about him and hearing not just from one parent or one teacher or two teachers and two parents, but literally dozens mm -hmm. of people have stopped me and told me since we've announced that, that Dave is coming for our keynote, how much his books have changed their kids' lives. You don't hear that a lot, yeah. you know, from kids who are reluctant readers, kids who are labeled slow readers, kids who feel um, insecure about reading. And, you know, that's something that has been incredible with Dave Pilkey's books. They're, they're funny and silly, yes, but 
they really open the world of reading to a lot of kids who otherwise would just not read. So the graphic novel or illustrated novel format, especially of the Dogman books, really is a, is a bridge for kids who are going from being read to by their parents and teachers to reading on their own. Um, really makes the books come alive. It's inspired tons of kids that I know personally to start writing their own comic books yep. and coming up with their own stories to tell. That is just remarkable. So I, I think a lot of that comes from Dave's own background of being labeled a slow learner, a slow reader because he was dyslexic or is dyslexic. And, you know, of course, when he was growing up, uh, several decades ago, they didn't really label that in schools. They just labeled him a, a, a slow reader, and um, he also suffers from ADHD. So he was forced to move his desk into the hallway and sit in the hallway a lot during class um, because he was a troublemaker. And so that's actually where he came up with his Captain Underpants. I love that he invented yeah. Captain Underpants when he was a second grader. Right. Yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> well, and how many of these kids now he's inspiring to do the same? Yeah. And, that, and that to me is the real story with him and how incredibly generous he is with children and with his time with kids. Um, I, I think we're, we're going to make a lot of kids happy. Yeah. I have a nine-year-old nephew who's coming to the festival for the first time this year, all the way from Atlanta. He's told his mom, we are going, because he's exactly the child you described. He was a reluctant reader. And I talked to his mom yesterday, and she said when he discovered Captain Underpants, he went almost overnight from being a reluctant reader to he's under the covers with the flashlight and we can't get him to go to sleep. And she used words like affirming and life-changing and Will is, you know, drawing his own comic books. Mm -hmm. He has a, he meets with a friend every Wednesday afternoon. They get together and draw comic books and make up stories. And it's wow. all inspired I by by Dave. Um, <laughs> so talk about what Bookmarks is doing to get Dave in front of as many kids as possible. Gosh, this has been, <laughs> Ginger will agree that sometimes <laughs> I say, what if we do <laughs> this? And, and sometimes it does not work out. Um, sometimes it's a little more than we can handle, and we'll, we'll see what we're getting ourselves into this year. But um, some of the problems we've run into in the past with a keynote speaker or somebody big like James Patterson, John Grisham, who do write books for children, they're, they're mostly known for their adult books, we do try to give away free tickets to um, students and, and teachers to come to those events. The problem is it's a nighttime event and transportation right. is not readily available for kids outside of school. Um, so even if we do provide the free tickets and the money isn't, isn't an obstacle to coming. So I thought, what if we do a daytime event? Of course, the challenge there is our festival's right after school begins here in Winston-Salem. So how do we get these schools to agree to do something on a Friday uh, right after school start? How do we pull them out of school? How do we get as many kids as possible into the biggest space possible right, <laughs> that right. we can imagine? So we've been lucky enough to work with our minor league baseball team, uh, the Dash, um, last year on a few things and so they have been incredibly generous in offering us the use of their ballpark 
on that Friday afternoon or Friday morning actually. So we are going to work with seven schools who are located in downtown or, or close to downtown Winston Salem to get those kids, first grade through fifth grade, in to see Dave for free. And hopefully our biggest hope is to also get each of those kids a very a copy of Dave's new book their very own to take home um, so it, it is a big goal yeah. <laughs> that we are excited about um, Dave has been kind enough to, to arrange his travel to make that happen he's very excited about it um, his publishing team at Scholastic is very happy and excited about it. And I think this will really touch a lot of those kids whose parents would not be able to bring them to a Friday night event, even if we did provide free tickets. Sure, sure. And I think the idea of sending kids home with a book is, is so fantastic. I know I've seen this happen again and again at Bookmarks events where kids have received a book. And in many cases, it's the first book, not only the first book that that child has ever had to call his or her own, but the first book that's even in their house. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just uh, an incredibly meaningful thing. So Saturday, September 7th is our free festival at downtown Winston-Salem in and around the Milton Road Center. Uh, we'll have vendors, we'll have food trucks, we'll have book sales, and we'll have, I think, 40 plus authors. This year uh, we have 51 authors. Wow, wow. <laughs> so who are some of the authors? I mean, we obviously can't go through the whole list here, but who are some of the ones that you personally are, are excited about seeing? Well, I'm going to go back to that comment I made earlier about reaching teens. We've had a real trouble with this. There are many great festivals throughout the country that's focused specifically on teen authors. Mm -hmm. And with us hosting 45-ish authors at six venues um, traditionally in our festival, we just haven't had the space or, or the availability to host more than a couple of, of YA authors at festivals. So this year I am thrilled that we have so many teen authors and such a diverse list of authors. So I mentioned 51 authors we have coming this year. 43 of those authors are women and or minority authors. So we are incredibly thrilled with that to present a very diverse list of authors from a very diverse set of backgrounds and with great stories to tell yeah, yeah. to our, our city and our community. I was amazed looking at the list, as you said, about the, the various backgrounds, people from islands in the Pacific Ocean <laughs> and from Asia mm -hmm. and from Africa and Europe. And uh, Ginger, I know Festival Day is a busy day for you, but if you <laughs> have time to peek into some of the author presentations, who, who are you going to try to catch up with? Well, since I have two young children, two young boys that are three and six, I always kind of steer close to those those authors that are um, specific to something that I think they will enjoy. So I will definitely check out um, the Chester the Raccoon story time with the amazing Audrey Penn. Um, Chester's, um, the book um, called The Kissing Hand about Chester is um, celebrating its 25th anniversary and I of course read it many 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 times with both of my children yeah. so I will love love that I have to admit I'm really excited about the panel that you are doing as well exploring the great American read I right, think right. that's going to be absolutely fantastic especially because that's become a national conversation um, and then I'm really excited that we're putting books and brews 
Um, we're having that again. Of course, that's a, a series that we do throughout the year with Foothills. And to be able to have that on Festival Day, I think it's going to be really great fun. Um, I'm already a huge fan of David Joy. And just very excited to hear Lady Hubbard and Mark Powell also. Of course, they're all Southern writers and hear them talk and then get a chance to, of course, it's always fun to get, of course, at the end of a day, a, a nice beer. So um, so that will be a lot of fun as well. Um, but there's just so, it, you know, I, I think each year we say, oh, who are you most excited about? And it's so hard to, to choose because we, we always try to offer something for everyone. And so whether you're a person that really loves, um, you know, nonfiction, we're going to have several really amazing mm-hmm. authors that will speak to that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love that we've really added a lot of panel discussions this year. So you can hear from two, three, four different authors about a subject that will really open up our community to be able to hear these different stories dealing with the same topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are uh, regular listeners to Inside the Writer Studio, we have kind of an exciting thing that, that happened, and that is I'm really excited about the fact that Rebecca Mackay is going to be coming to the festival. Um, I have known her for a while from a distance. I blurbed her very first novel, and then when her novel, The Great Believers, was coming out in June, we had her here on the show and since then, she's been on the front cover of the New York Times Book Review. She's been on National Public Radio. Last night, she was on Late Night with Seth Meyers. And like, oh, wow. they never have authors on shows <laughs> like that. We were so excited. Um, and so I, I'm sure this is all because of her original appearance on Inside the Writer's Studio. It's, it's great success. <laughs> um, but, but sometimes we, we seem to find ourselves in this position where we... Uh, have somebody come to the festival who suddenly the book takes off right right before the festival. I think about Colson Whitehead uh, with Underground Railroad. Um, are, are there are there up and coming writers to watch that are coming to this year's festival? You think people are going to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I saw them back when their first novel came out." I really do, um, and and of course I, I do feel that every year because there are just so many fantastic writers who come through but one of my recent favorites is Beth Macy Mm -hmm. who came um, through Winston-Salem last year with her book True Vine I am not a nonfiction reader but something about the way she tells her her true stories in such a fantastical lyrical literary way I mean True Vine to me really reads almost like a novel it's, it's uh, it a great book true yeah. story and, yeah. and she's just a fantastic reporter and yeah. from that journalism background I love the way she can tell a story really our, our whole slate of authors in um, Calvary Moravian venue are, have a, a journalistic um, bent so, so I'm really excited about all of those topics but especially because Beth Macy is now covering this opioid crisis that we have going on. It's such a current topic. It's something that every family can deal with. I think her statistic was, you know, two out of five, you know, families have someone in their family who's suffering um, with some kind of addiction. And, and that's just really huge. Um, So I'm, I'm, hoping I get a chance to catch up with Beth again. She's a fabulous writer and a great person. I'm also personally really excited about Rick Bragg um, being from Alabama and he's an Alabama boy and um, (laughs) hearing him, he he would come to the Alabama Booksmith for every new book 
that he um, had. And this new book I, I've heard him talk about is really a, a memoir and a tribute to his mom. It's got some recipes from his mom and kind of a history of Southern cooking as well. So I'm really excited to get him to come talk about that and also do a kind of a memorial to Pat Conroy, who we hosted yeah. a few years yeah. ago, one of his beloved friends and, of course, beloved Southern writer of us all. So there's some really great um, nonfiction pieces that usually I'm not drawn to, but yeah. <laughs> this year I am. So Ginger mentioned um, the idea of putting authors together on a panel, and we had, we do have a lot of panel discussions in this year's festival. What? How do you decide what makes a good panel? How do you decide which authors to group together? Oh, gosh. It is such a challenge. <laughs> Sometimes we have an idea for a session we want to do. You know, this is a current topic that we think is important, that we're seeing a lot being um, talked about in the media, uh, talked about in, you know, our community. And this is something we really want to bring to the forefront of, of the festival. So um, a couple of those things really center in the, in the YA community you know, kids dealing with um, different issues that are maybe lurking under the surface, trying to bring those out and have a safe space to talk about them. So there's several of those um, panels and opportunities for kids to talk. Um, but really, it's it's looking at the authors that um, have new books, what are their new books about, how do we see what we want to do, but also what comes up organically from the list of authors yeah, as we yeah. start to collect and confirm those authors. Who can we kind of pair together that talk about similar things? So it's really a mix and match. And I would also say it's really interesting to you to put an adult, you know, technically an adult writer with maybe a middle grade author. Yeah, yeah. And we see that happen so often. I just find that absolutely fascinating to hear the two different mm-hmm. um, points of view. And, you know, even like we've got one called Check Your Reality at the Door and we have Roshni Chakshi, who is amazing and she's written YA but as well as middle grade and then she's paired with all these other amazing authors some of them who write primarily YA but also someone like Kelly Ling who writes short stories primarily so it's just and and of course does fiction and YA so it I think it brings so many different and also exposes our audiences to brand new folks that they might not have heard of they might say oh I really like this YA but then they're they're able to to say oh I I think I'd like to read this that maybe is more geared for Adults, yeah. but I think one really of the great things about panel discussions is people will come to see one author, mm-hmm. and then they'll get really excited about maybe an, an author that they hadn't hadn't thought much about. So exactly. you mentioned I'm reading a leading a panel on the Great American Read. So yes. the, for the benefit of our listeners, and perhaps also for the benefit of me, uh, <laughs> what is the Great American Read? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have um, I have not been quite as part of all of the discussions the way Jamie and of course Beth have been, but it's this uh, amazing program that um, PBS has, has, has put together where um, they are trying to identify and break down from, what, 100? I believe it's 100, yeah, it's 100 different books. books. I, I, I counted today, I've read 34 of them. Oh, wow. I'm sure some of my listeners will be going, wow, he's read a lot of books, and others will be, what does he do with his time? <laughs> uh. Well, it's an interesting list. Some that I kind yeah. of scoffed at, and some that 
I automatically thought, yes, that's it. So it's it's really an interesting conversation that um, you know they're covering, and then we'll have UNC TV um, here as well, yep. who of course are are working so closely on you know being a PBS station, um, kind of encur- encouraging that conversation, encouraging folks to vote, encouraging um, all of us to have a voice in what what exactly this great American read. I, what is. I found interesting about the list, and I think this speaks to diversity and it speaks to America and the, the kind of people we have coming to the uh, to the festival is that most of these are classic books. Some of them are more recent bestsellers, but most of them are classic books. And I counted about a third of them are not written by Americans, mm-hmm. are written by Russians and English people and South Africans. And so I, I, I just found that fascinating. Um, Obviously, a festival this size can't happen, and, and Jamie, I think you mentioned this already, without an incredible core of volunteers, but Bookmark's volunteers don't just help out at the festival. You rely on volunteers all year long. What are some of the things that you rely on volunteers to help you out with on Festival Weekend, and how can our listeners get involved as Bookmark's volunteers? Gosh, we have so many opportunities from, um, you know, helping at the information booth, direct people to the restrooms or to a certain venue. We have um, people who hand out surveys or help straighten the bookstore tent. Um, so there's just a lot of different ways um, to get involved for mainly adults, though we are letting some of our teens get a little bit of a... a hand in some of the stuff this year but um you know we have volunteer meetings where we train people so um some of the people have been with us year after year and some people are brand new so we we offer some different um opportunities depending on their interest level um depending on which authors they'd like to hear and and get to know a little bit more um so ginger mainly handles that part of getting all of that together which is a job in and of itself <laughs> and um, makes that available in just a few weeks. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I always, people want write out, write to me and say, oh, I want to sign up for the festival. And I say, I can't let you sign up for the festival until you see the lineup. Sure. So, yeah. of course, we'll be announcing the lineup this week. And once that happens, then we can start talking. Because I want, I mean, that's the thing. So many of our volunteers are, are lovers of books. Sure. And so we yeah. want them to be able to hear the authors that they're really excited about. And sometimes that can be combined. They can be a venue coordinator at a at one of the venues because we have, um, you know, basically seven venues this year where we have have events happening. Um, so it may be that that's the way and then they get to hear that author um, that they're really excited about. It may be that they want to do a, you know, help with the book signing, which is, is a really important part of the day where sometimes we have, you know, people wait for a couple hours to, to be able to have their books signed by these amazing authors. One of the things that I've noticed working at the festival and, and hosting authors and we have, my wife and I have the, a dinner for authors at our house afterwards, which I don't know if I've told Jamie yet, but we're happy to do that this year. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I hear over and over again authors talking about what a great experience they've had at Bookmarks. This is one of their favorite book festivals. I, and I think a lot of that is because of the hospitality of our volunteers and just the way that you all organize things to be sure that authors are taken care of the whole time they're here, and yet they have... They have some freedom to go and see other events, to eat off of our great food trucks and enjoy Winston-Salem a little bit. But also, I've been to book festivals where a lot of what the authors do is we sit in our hotel rooms. We go to, we go to our one-off event, and then 
the shuttle takes us back to our hotel room, mm -hmm. and then we wait for our plane. And the fact that authors get a chance to go to schools, a chance to go to some social events, to, to essentially do professional networking with other authors, and, and then to have the great festival day on Saturday, uh, I, I think is it really speaks highly of both of Bookmarks and of Winston-Salem that, that authors have such a good experience. And I always say, you know, they are our literary rock stars to us. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. every single author that comes, it's a big deal. Yeah. And we love having them and love making them feel welcome and want them to experience our city, which we love and, and have been living here for a long time. So it's, it's really fun to... To have that, and plus we've been working on this for sometimes a year or two years, bringing an author, sure, you know. Sure. So being able to finally have that come and have them be a part of this, and to get a, have a conversation with them is is, is amazing. I, I do get especially excited about the children's writers, and hopefully we'll be interviewing some of them here on on the show because when I was a child, you, writers were just these sort of mythical creatures. <laughs> you never saw them; they right. never came to your school <laughs> or to your town or anything like that. Book festivals didn't exist, and so. I think it's such a great uh, opportunity f to get children excited about reading, excited about it, even if it's not a particular author, just the whole mm -hmm. world of books, um, to see that being an author is, is a real thing. It's not just mm -hmm. this, books don't just come from a store magically. They are actually created by real people. Yes. Uh, you both have been to a lot of book festivals. I've been to a lot of book festivals. What advice do you have for festival goers to get the most out of the weekend? I think planning. You know, mm -hmm, absolutely. Ha having a plan. So um, this year, as, as soon as we announce um, who's coming this week and put the schedule online, we are super excited this year to have an app that you oh, that's can fantastic. download. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really helpful to download that ahead of time, to study it, and kind of make your plan of attack for the day and for the weekend to see how you can... Um, be sure not to miss the authors you want to see. Hopefully we've offered enough chances with authors being in multiple sessions for you to be able to do that this year. Um, you can see book signing times and kind of get an idea place before you walk into the festival on Saturday morning right. um, with, with who you want to see, where those venues are. I think that is going to make a big difference for a lot of festival goers. And for those of you who are more comfortable with something printed rather than with an app, we just loaded how many thousands of, <laughs> of brochures in through the back door? 15,000 brochures, uh, which we managed to get in in between rainstorms. So uh, mm -hmm. you can always pick up one of those here at Bookmarks uh, after the lineup is announced, which will be... Uh, th this, this podcast is going out on Friday morning, but so last night we will have had a great preface party here at Bookmarks. Uh, to announce the lineup to uh, those people who come to that that great event. Finally, what do you hope people will take away from the Bookmarks Festival? I think this year we are focusing on finding your new favorite. We have heard through the years so many stories. Just this last week, I was talking to my sister-in-law, who's not a big reader outside of reading for work. And she was reading a book by North Carolina author Megan Miranda. She had seen Megan at a panel at Bookmarks a couple years ago, was introduced to her, bought a book. She's now read everything Megan has mm. written and was so engrossed in her new book. I thought, that's great. That's what we want. And that's yeah. what we see. And that's what we're about is introducing people to authors 
that they might not hear otherwise. And, and, you know, you go to a panel, like we said, for someone who you're excited about, you know about already, and you're introduced to all these other amazing writers. So, so this year we're focusing on finding your new favorite and also introducing you to so many stories that for so long have not had a platform to be shared, you know, haven't, um, have been silenced, their voices have been silenced, and so now to, to have the opportunity for so many people to speak out, to share their stories, um, and to have so many diverse voices represented, I think, you know, if you come to the festival, it's going to be impossible to walk away without at least three new favorites. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Inside the Writer's Studio. I'm your host, Charlie Lovett, and the podcast is sponsored by Bookmarks, a literary arts nonprofit in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. To find out more about Bookmarks, its community gathering place and nonprofit independent bookstore, and all its programs, go to www.bookmarksnc.org. My guests today have been Ginger Hendricks, Executive Director of Bookmarks, and Jamie Rogers Southern, Operations Director. They look forward to seeing you all at the Bookmark's 14th Annual Festival of Books and Authors in downtown Winston-Salem on September 6th through 9th. Coming soon on Inside the Writer's Studio, I'll be talking with international bestseller Craig Johnson about his new Longmire mystery, Depths of Winter. Until then, thanks for listening, and may you read with wonder and write with passion. (laughs) ¶¶